Hey, welcome to the comedy podcast number 57, coming to you on 8th January 2021. I am Harith, your host. Welcome. Today we've rebranded. Uh, we used to be the Harith Je podcast, but when I found out that um, the comedy podcast as a name was available, I jumped on that shit like a kangaroo on the way to a boxing glove store. We're still going to give you the same wacky content, more or less, uh, the same dating stuff as well. So uh, if you've been listening for a while, please do continue to stick around. The podcast is not going to change too much. Today, we've got a lot of Asian jokes. So I'm going to start with a fucking story that I wrote. Uh, I hope you enjoy this. There once was a ranger who was walking in the park. The ranger saw a rabbit shit on the path. So the ranger thought, Oh my lord, that's a big rabbit shit. The ranger picked up the rabbit shit and smelled it. Wait a minute, he thought. My wife said she's going to yoga class. The state banned yoga because of COVID. I gotta get to the bottom of this. So the ranger placed the shit into a zip lock bag and ran home. His boss asked him, Where the fuck you going, Lin? The park ranger was Chinese. His name was Lin. So I'm going to do a Chinese accent now. My wife is cheating. I need to run back now. Lin reached home in his Ford Range Rover. Since he's Asian, he's definitely compensating. And since he was carrying a rabbit turd, he was contemplating, Why the fuck did I bring this? Lin sneaks into his own house and goes to the master bedroom. He's Asian squatting outside of the door. He hears squeaky noises. He hears... Kimochi! Yamate! Yamate! What the fuck? My wife is not Japanese, thought Lin. The door opens and Lin's wife sees Lin squatting. Lin is holding his transparent Ziploc bag filled with shit. What the hell are you doing? Take a shit right there? Asked Mrs. Lin. You say you had yoga class. Yoga canceled like Aaron DeGeneres. You lying to me. Who in the room? Lin pushes his wife aside and stomps into the room. Whoever in this room need to come out right now and get their ass kicked. I know te fuck fu, and baby, I choose you. You're gonna get a kick butt. A Japanese rabbit walks out, hops out. It speaks English. You have something that belongs to me, says the Japanese rabbit. You want this bag of shit? First you tell me what you do with my wife, rabbit. Mrs. Lin is crying in the background. Everything is now black. Lin wakes up and the ceiling is moving. He hears the sound of panic medical staff who are rushing him through a hospital in one of those beds with wheels. It's the classic panicked hospital scene where people are dying and nurses and doctors are reading confusing medical terms about the patient. His WTF levels are rising. Quick, increase the BLM to 13 inches. What the fuck are they saying? Thought Lin. 
And why the fuck do the doctors have rabbit heads? Now, Hillary Clinton walks in. Okay, rabbit squad, we need to save this man. He's the cure for COVID. What the fuck? Hillary, get away from me. I'm a Trump supporter, says Lynn. I feel fine. A rabbit head uh, doctor approaches Lynn and says, No, you're not fine, Mr. Lynn. Your BLM levels are dangerously low. You get that river of shit away from me, says Lynn. Lynn is a bit of an asshole. I escaped Vietnam to run from communism, okay? The whole room is stunned. You're Vietnamese? Asks Hillary. Yeah, now let me go. These rabbit doctors creeping me out. And you, shouldn't you be bombing Chera or something or somewhere, you sick fuck? Why are you here? Does this look familiar, Mr. Lin? Asks Hillary Clinton, who brings out the bag with the rabbit shit. Yeah, that was from the pot, says Lin. Do you have any idea what this is, Mr. Lin? What the fuck? It's a rabbit shit. No, Mr. Lin. This is Ellen DeGeneration. <laughs> the end. I can't, I can't fucking say that name. Ellen DeGeneration. Kind of sucks that her name rhymes with uh, degenerate, which the religious people, you know, the religious types, they probably think she is. All right, that was the story segment of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Now I'm going to move on to my thoughts. I had a bunch of thoughts I had today that, you know, you might find funny. So the fucking grocery store, man. Uh, it's always full of hot moms. I was uh, grocery shopping the other day and I was looking around. I was like, God damn, these moms. Why am I so attracted to these fucking moms? And, you know, it fucking hit me. Like, the thing in Malaysia is, yeah, because it's so fucking hot. Everyone loves to wear shorts and uh, it's almost not fair because I'm a legs guy. You know, I like seeing that, like, uh, the bottom of the butt cheek. Ah, uh, fuck. If you wear shorts, like, booty shorts around like that, like, to me, it's as though you're wearing a bikini. I'm a legs guy. I can't help it. So, like, every time I go fucking grocery shopping, like, I can't go out and buy lettuce without a boner. <laughs> starting to be a problem like I can't wear tight pants anymore and I, I always gotta do that thing where I like tuck my peepee right on the how old are you man Yeah, it's a fucking peepee okay <laughs> yeah I tuck my fucking peepee like into the the stretchy part of the pants so that the the hot moms can't see my fucking boner and it doesn't it doesn't help that I've trained myself to love MILFs because Here's the thing, you know, here's how I think about it. Whoever you marry, yeah, the majority of your time with her, she's going to be a MILF. Like, like, just think about it for a second. Like, your wife is in her 20s for a short period of time. Like, most of your time with, with her is going to be in her 30s, 40s, 50s. So, it makes sense if you train yourself to love MILFs. I've trained myself. So... She's going to be a MILF. So if you want to stay attracted to your woman, like into her 30s and 40s and 50s, this is my suggestion. Skip the teen section when you watch porn. Yeah. Um, because if you're going to train yourself to just get turned on by teenagers, you're not going to like your woman in her 30s. 
if you're very ambitious, uh, I would suggest you go ahead and watch grandma porn. You know, granny porn. It's like, man, if you jack off to that shit, then your wife's just gonna get harder as she gets older. <laughs> Although if you do that, you might have a problem when you go to the Chinatown market. Like a lot of old people shop there, right? And then you're going to like have a new fetish, Asian granny porn. <laughs> that would be an interesting porn niche to get into. Like just imagine going to Chinatown, like me, grocery shopping, getting awkward bonus in fucking Chinatown. I don't know, as you buy some lo mein to take away home to your younger and tight mid-30s wife. Hey, you're you're looking so flustered. Are you okay? Like you come in like sweating. Your heart your heart rate is like through the roof because there was this old Chinese woman in her floral shirt uh, bent over. And <laughs> you can see the curvature of her back and that turns you fucking on. Your wife asks you like, are you okay? So you reply... I'm fine. Uh, listen, I got you some sexy underwear. And you take them out and then she looks at the underwear. And then she says, but those are adult diapers. And then you go, fuck yeah, put them on. And <laughs> we're going to have some fun. All right, I want to address real quick uh, this thing about Asians. The old tripe. Tripe. That word sounds like a fish. You know, a guy called me a grand old tripe, weigh 150 pounds. You could slap Hillary Clinton real good with the tripe, oh yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, the old tripe goes. Asians, they look like they're in their 20s all their way into their 40s, 50s, and then they look about 100. Here's the thing about that tripe, okay? That tribe, it's just fucking nonsense, to be honest. Like, for real, I know some auntie-looking fucks who are in their 20s and 30s. You know what I mean by auntie-looking fucks? <laughs> they don't, they just don't look young and tight anymore. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I just think the standard for white people is so whack. It's just out of, out of balance because their women age so horribly. I'm being serious here. I have a theory that it's all about the melanin. That's why black don't crack. Like, is it racist for an Asian to say that? Anyway, yeah, the whiter you are, like the easier it is for you to wrinkle, you know? It's because the melanin protects your skin from the sun. So every time you go out, like, higher chances of wrinkles. And Asian women are fair as fuck. So they age quite fucking quickly, actually. It's just that white women are even whiter, so your standards are just whack. Like Indian women, especially the dark ones, they stay looking young for a long time, you know? Shout out to Indian women. That's why black women, right? Like if they don't get fat from eating all the butter fried chicken, uh, they look... They look in, you know, mm. like, have you seen Beyonce, Halle Berry? Oh my God. Black granny porn. Moving on. It's time for the country roast. I am introducing a new segment on this podcast where uh, every episode or almost every episode, I'm going to pick one country and uh, I'm going to roast them. So if you have like a special request, you know, you want me to roast your country, go ahead and email me at comedypodcastofficial at gmail.com. I still can't fucking believe that I got that name. All right. Today, 
we're gonna do the easiest one, you know, fucking USA. This fucking Donald Trump. It's not giving up. Just before I start, I just want to preface this by saying I'm I'm not a conservative. I'm not a liberal. I, I'm, I live I live in fucking Malaysia over here, guys. It's like your politics and my politics they don't exist in the same fucking dimensions. It's just totally different things. So. Uh, I'm going to roast Trump. I'm going to roast Biden. Uh, I would love to roast Hillary. Uh, Sanders, though, I don't... I can't think of much wrong with Sanders. Oh, except for, like, did you hear that he used to used to say things like, the millionaires! Are... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he used to shit on millionaires all the time. And then apparently what happened was he became a millionaire. And the day he became a millionaire, he totally switched his rhetoric. And then he was like, the billionaires! <laughs> the B, the B. Switch the M to the B. You know, he can't be shooting himself in the foot there. Oh my God, USA is such a fucking mess. I don't understand, you know, what the fuck? So for those who are not aware, what happened was uh, Trump supporters fucking charged uh, rioted in the capitol hill capitol hill is their I, I think government place thingy yes that's the official term and what happened was like the police had to come guns were fired people were injured uh, why why did they storm the thingy uh, <laughs> the thingy was stormed because the house of representatives and if i'm not mistaken uh, the senate as well is it the senate i don't fucking know so the people were supposed to certify the presidential election results. As you know, Joe Biden won the election, maybe. And <laughs> and uh, Trump has been like crying like a baby. He, he looks like a like an old baby, doesn't he? You know how Benjamin... You, you've seen the movie Benjamin Button where Brad Pitt comes out as an old man. Like, that's what Donald Trump looks like. Like a baby that came out as an old man. So, yeah, Donald Trump was, like, fucking fighting it, fighting it. He doesn't want to give up. And uh, the world, the world was saying, like, oh, this is an assault on democracy to the point where, like, I pulled up this article, right? And uh, we've got a bunch of comments from other countries that talk about, uh, that talk about this and a bunch of heads of states like had something to say uh, so I, I want to share this with you this is uh, published from Reuters uh, 7th January 2021 the title reads world shocked by Trump supporters attack on US democracy world leaders have expressed their shock after supporters of US President Donald Trump encouraged by him stormed here the US Capitol building at, as Congress met to certify the results of the November 3rd election, which he lost to Joe Biden. Joe is the most American fucking name I can think of, right? Uh, okay, among adversaries, China compared the violence, uh, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's see what Russia has to say. Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova. Fuck, she sounds hot. Maria Zakharova. My God, doesn't that su rhyme with Maria Ozawa? Maria Ozawa. I'm going to Google this shit. Maria Zarakova. All right. Hey, not bad. Not bad. Google her yourself, guys. She looks mm, a bit older. A milf. Right. She's right in my territory. I don't... I'm not brave enough to watch granny porn. Although... <laughs> 
just milf porn but mm, she 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 yeah, i could do okay anyway what did she say quote the electoral system in the united states is archaic it does not meet modern democratic standards <laughs> Creating opportunities for numerous violations in the American media have become an instrument of political struggle. Unquote. That is so fucking rich. Oh my God. Coming from a Russian person? Jesus Christ. Colin saying the US uh, does not meet democratic modern standards. Fuck off with that shit lah. I mean, I don't know much about Russia, but I know I, I know the shit's violent over there. You guys don't like them LGBTQs, right? Your your guy Putin, like he's doing everything he can to stay in power, and nobody's doing fucking anything. So this is fucking rich. Konstantin Kosachev, Kosakyov, Konstantin Konsakyov, what? Konsakyov, <laughs> chairman of the International Affairs Committee of the Russian Upper House. Quote: The celebration of democracy is over. This is, alas, actually the bottom. I say this without a hint of gloating. America is no longer charting the course and therefore has lost all its right to set it and especially to impose it on others. Fucking fucking Russians, man. I don't know. They they, they got this topsy-turvy. The celebration of democracy is over. Who the fuck celebrating democracy? Not USA. USA is fucking burning right now. What? Well, what's the fucking COVID stats on USA at the moment? COVID USA. I just googled it. Fucking two hundred eighty thousand cases as of seventh January. That's just fucking ridiculous. I mean, at this rate, isn't everyone gonna <laughs> catch fucking COVID? What's what's going on over there? Yeah, then you got the VLM riots. Uh, yeah. yeah, so no one's celebrating democracy over there. USA is fucked. America is no longer charting the course. Uh, actually, I say they still are. I mean, the military is just like ridiculous. Uh, even though China has nuclear weapons, China has nuclear weapons. I think USA could fuck them upside down, no problem. Sideways, all that. Ooh, China had something to say. Let's see. China drew a comparison between the storming of the capital and often violent pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong, which have been quelled by the coronavirus pandemic and a security crackdown in Beijing. Oh my God, how convenient. Because of COVID, uh, Hong Kong protesters kind of chilled out. Isn't that fucking convenient? I mean, I'm not much into conspiracy theory but it just seems so fucking convenient that a lot of this covid shit is working to china's advantage isn't it usa their main rival is fucked they they could contain the naughty naughty people in hong kong uh uh, quote we also wish that u.s people can enjoy peace stability and security as soon as possible unquote said foreign ministry spokeswoman hua chuning that was a nice thing for her to say, you know. We hope we wish that US people can enjoy peace stability. I wish that on the US people too, but you know what? Here's the truth about USA. Like they love to hate, you know. If you know, before they started hating each other, they hated on the Middle East. Yeah, they fucked Iraq sideways. Just before that, they they lost to Vietnam in a war. Lin <laughs> 
Lynn, the rabbit guy from the beginning, kicked their asses and then ran away from fucking communism. So when they're not hating on another country, like all that hate has to go somewhere. And then something like civil war, that's what happened. You know, I I have a feeling that this rioting shit, you know, the, the Trump capital shit, like it's done. I mean, it's not done. Shit's going to get worse. All right. Uh, that was the country roast. Not the best, I have to say. Like, I think I could have roasted USA much better. If you have any suggestions, you know, if you want to just complain about a country, even if it's US, uh, I encourage you to just write something up. Send it to me on comedypodcastofficial at gmail.com and I'll share it on the podcast. No problem. Oh, God. You know, today I'm sounding like... I'm sounding like this, like an American accent. But actually, uh, I'm from Malaysian, okay? We sound like this over here. Um, I'm trying not to fake an accent or anything. But all right, continuing with my thoughts, let's talk about my current relationship and how that happened, guys. How this relationship happened. It started out really casual. And she wasn't lovely to begin with either. Now I just have this amazing woman as my girlfriend. She makes me ridiculously happy. But it wasn't like that in the beginning. She was a real bitch. Me being the kind of guy I am, like, I come up with corny lines sometimes, yeah? You know, like, I turn on the sexy. Like, I would talk about my trips in Europe. Europe, as the British say. And how I'm like uh, imagining me and her on a hilltop in Budapest. You know, you gotta say Budapest. If you say Budapest, you're you're an uneducated fuck. I would describe the kind of food and drink we were having, you know, some real douche shit trying to turn her on. (laughs) But let me tell you, oh, just a quick aside, like douche shit works all the time, like especially with dumb women. But Taylor's not uh, the the name of my woman, Taylor. She's not that dumb. So yeah, there are Malaysians called Taylor, okay? Fuck you. So she laughs in my face. And she was quite mean throughout the whole date, you know, just like a class A bitch. She said she would have to leave in an hour and all that. Every time I tried to like touch her, she would like fight me a little bit. Every time I tried to make a joke, she would say it's lame, that kind of thing. She would call me a fuckboy. So real bitchy behavior right in my face with these uh, shit tests. Uh, If you want to know what a shit test is, like it's a test that women do to test your fitness. And if you pass the shit test, uh, their attraction increases for you. If you want to learn about shit tests, go and scroll down uh, on the episode on how to pass women's tests. Uh, I'm sure you'll find that helpful. Okay, so she's being a bitch. So then what? After the second date, yeah, because I never budged. I didn't care. I didn't let her shitty behavior bother me. Like, I just wanted to have a good time. And I just acted as though her bitchy attitude amused me, which it genuinely did. So I never budged. And on the second date, she turned into a different fucking person. 180 degree turn, you know. When you know when people say 360 degree turn, they sound really stupid because 360 degree turn means you end up right where you started. So whenever someone says like 360 degree, like I've heard before, you go, aha, you're stupid. Even though you're black, just use the Chinese accent. So yeah, she changed, like, especially after we cuddled, she turned from a mean cat to, like, the kind of cat that just wants to purr, you know, 
rub up against you. All because I stuck to my fucking guns, you know. Let them be mean. That's what I say. The trick is not to be triggered or worked up about it. Let her give you the shit, guys. Because when she's choking on your dick, who's really winning there? Uh, speaking of choking on my dick, uh, I once went on a fucking drunk date with this beautiful, beautiful lady. And uh, she fucking planned it. All right. It was one of those times that I said, all right, tonight I want you to plan everything. Show me what you got. I spoke in different episodes, uh, previous episodes, where I encourage men to like flip the fucking switch, you know. You don't have to be the entertainment clown all the time. Sometimes, not all the time, yeah. The majority of the time, you got to be running that shit. So um, this time I was like, you know, you planned the date. We had what was supposed to be, and what I mean by what was supposed to be, I'll explain in a minute, but we had what was supposed to be an incredible fucking date. So the evening starts with a wonderful picnic at some park in the middle of the city. Uh, Kuala Lumpur is gorgeous, by the way. It's not like a shithole, like fucking, I don't know, Iraq. Uh, we got tall buildings, man. We got McDonald's. Um and beautiful milfs at the grocery store mm, with the legs. Oh, this woman had beautiful legs, man, just long and slender. All right, so we're having a picnic in the park, beautiful lake. She bought food, man, which she fucking paid for. Like, I I generally insist on paying all the time. This is just how I do shit. So f for her to buy food for me is quite a big deal. Like... I don't know, at that point in the relationship with this woman, right, she was you know, fucking me quite regularly, making me come, choking on my balls for sport, you know, just because she liked it. And now she's buying me food? Like, it's fucking amazing. So she takes me to this fucking picnic and then we get to the, we get to, after that we go to drinks at the uh, rooftop, amazing rooftop bar overlooking the city. It's not just one building over here, yeah? It's not like those fucking aerial shots over Iraq or India that you get in those documentaries. KL is fucking gorgeous. So I tried to pay for the drinks, but she I think she didn't let me. And the whole time I'm thinking, geez, all this treatment and you're going to choke on my balls later? I should be choking on your balls. Like I'm sure I could find someone shoppy. For you American fucks, uh, Shopee is our Amazon. So to end the night, yeah, we go to a famous nightclub after this bar. Famous nightclub in KL and it was empty because we were early, right? But we didn't really want to dance. We just flirted and drank. Yeah, I had such a great fucking time having this gorgeous woman treat me like a fucking king, right? Who doesn't have to pay for shit. Oh my God, like it felt fucking nice. And then when the night's over, we walk out of the bar. I'm a little loopy. I'm loopy, right? So I decide, you know, I feel a bit like a bitch. This woman is taking care of me. Like, no, woman, I take care of you. So foolishly, I thought I need to get my manness back. I need to let caveman Harith out. Ooga, ooga, booga, Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> so I carry her. You know, like that, uh, the wedding style, you know, on your forearms. Again, I'm loopy, so I'm walking with her in my arms. Uh, she was taller than me too, by the way, so she weighed a little. And I stumbled a bit, I lost my footing, and then we crash into like a fucking pillar. 
she, she, it wasn't a smooth pillar either. It was one of those rough fucking pillars with like a rough surface. Uh, she was fine. Like she just laughed because she was hella loopy. But like I grazed horribly my finger on the rough pillar. So the skin on my middle finger tore. A huge chunk of it, guys, is bleeding profusely. Big words, yeah? Guy in Malaysia speaks fucking English. So yeah, it was bleeding profusely and it hurt like a motherfucker. But we just sat there laughing, if you can believe that. And when, when we get back to my place, I thought, you know, it was a it was a genius idea to fucking douse it in mouthwash. Because alcohol cleans cuts, man. Like, it was just fucking instinct. It burned like... I didn't let her see me clean my fucking wound. It healed just fine over time. A large chunk of skin tore, but it didn't even leave a scar, which made me thought, huh, I regenerate just like Wolverine. But a super slow version. I'm like a Joe Biden Wolverine. <laughs> uh, I fucking love that. I fucking love that. I don't care if you did it. Fuck you. All right, I had another thought. It's bottled water. You know those people? Bottled water is a fucking scam, man. Capitalism is screwing us over. I can get free water anywhere I want. All right, you educated cunt, listen to me. Drink tap water. Drink tap water every fucking day. Just drink tap water. And then when you're on the road, out of your house, don't buy bottled water. Go to a fucking public restroom and drink from that tap. Yeah? You like the idea of that? If the tap is broken or if the water is a little rusty, go to the toilet. Point that fucking bidet in your mouth. You see where I'm going with this? Oh, no bidet? Because you're in Europe? USA, it's kind of gross that they don't have bidets, right? Just a quick aside, fucking toilet paper just never did it for me. Because if you use toilet paper, you're never going to get rid of all of it, right? So you're going to be walking with shit in your asshole all day. But a fucking bidet, you know, you just wash that shit right off. Okay, back to the point. Fine, if there's no bidet, you've got no choice, is there, huh? Because you don't believe in capitalism, you have to drink from that fucking toilet bowl. Done. Bottled water is a convenience service you communist fuck. You're not paying for the water. Actually, you kind of are paying for the water because that they make that shit drinkable, right? They filter it. But like, you're paying for the fucking convenience to be able to go to the store, to be able to like get it almost anywhere, carry it around, to be pretty much sure that this water is not going to fucking kill you and cause diarrhea or whatever, right? Like what? Like, like, like I don't know, in some jungles in Bangladesh, where my papa is from, by the way. So, like, some people don't have access to clean water. They gotta drink that brown river shit water. It's fucking free. Huh? What? What are you gonna tell me now? In the first world, you filter your water? Okay, fine. Yeah, go, 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 go. Just exclusively drink that. See, see how you feel after a while. I don't know. I'm getting worked up here. I think bottled water is fucking amazing. It saves lives. It's so fucking convenient. Capitalism uh, has done quite a lot of good things, all right? And then you you people are just so fucking annoying with, uh, with that shit. <sighs> okay. Hey. Hey, uh, you white folk. Any white folk listening? I want to educate you on some Asian shit, yeah? So, especially in Malaysia and Singapore, we got a lot of Chinese, Chinese people living over here. Yeah, I know you're probably used to that. Lots of Asians in USA, for sure. In UK as well. Australia, New Zealand. 
But here we have like way fucking more. In Malaysia, I think it's something like 25% of the population in Singapore. They're the majority. Uh, efficient penises. You don't need huge dicks to be successful. Uh, for huge dicks, I think it takes up too many calories to get an erection, you know. All that blood could have gone to your brain. So, I don't know, those giant dicks, you know, guys... With those, they lose a few IQ points whenever they get an erection. Like, the blood, the oxygen's not being carried to the brain. That's why Chinese and Indians have the highest IQs. Say, hey! Because <laughs> they need less blood in the peepees. Back to the point here, all right. So before the Chinese people here, they before they enter a hotel room, they knock on the door. Even though it's their hotel room that they've paid for. And they know... Probably nobody's inside. They knock on the door anyway. And the reason is really interesting. It's to let the ghosts inside know that they're coming. You know, they don't want to scare the ghosts. Because in Asia, it's the humans who are fucking scary. You, you ever seen an Asian pick up one of those rice, like one piece of rice with chopsticks? Like even ghosts think that's fucked up. And <laughs> Of course, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like the only people... Who are terrified of Asians. Yeah, Asians are not that fucking scary. I think we're the most like adorable people in the world. The only people who are terrified of Asians are like the 70s Americans who couldn't fuck with the Vietnamese. That fucking thing, by the way, how did how the fuck did American how, how the fuck did Americans lose that war? It's like I don't know, it's like Shaq losing a fight against Dr. Ken Jong. <laughs> I don't know, have you seen the the fucking, um, what was that movie with Ken Jeong? The Hangover, right? Yeah, Ken Jeong was a badass in that movie. He could totally beat up Shaq. So the reason Asians do that here, you know, knock on the hotel doors, is not to anger the ghosts. It's to say, all right, we're here, we're coming in. Because if they just waltzed in like the Americans did in Iraq, then the ghosts might find that rude kind of like how the Iraqis did um, but <laughs> but if you didn't let the ghosts know they might get angry and retaliate by like flickering your lights you know so the Asians can't read they have a lot of math homework and you know sometimes the ghosts if they're angry they'll call the phone but when you pick up the phone nobody picks up it's the fucking ghost again man ghosts love to prank phone call for some reason and if you try to hang your towel on the chair, just forget about it. You know, the ghost is just going to shove that towel on the ground. And that just, it's like a child having a tantrum. Now your towels are dirty. Fucking ghosts cause a fucking nuisance. So to avoid all that, all you got to do, give them a heads up, knock, knock, walk in, and then they're chill. All right, uh, that's it for today. That's the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, um, help me grow. The best thing you can do to help me grow is to just recommend this podcast to a friend. Uh, if you have any questions about relationships, you know, I really like tackle dating questions, relationship questions, feel free to email me at comedypodcastofficial at gmail.com. I would love to tackle your questions. Uh, if you have a funny story, or if you have a request about a country you want me to roast, uh, just uh, send that email in. All right. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, wait. Before I go, one last thing. Um, at the end of the podcasts, uh, I'll usually play like uh, a song that I'm going to sing along to. And uh, the song you're about to hear is uh, recorded by our politicians in Malaysia 
who did this really stupid thing a long time ago where they made a karaoke of uh, karaoke music video of love is in the air and it became such a meme they lost like hell and it's so fucking funny i thought you might enjoy it all right bye-bye love is in the air in the whisper of the trees do 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 love is in the air in the tunnel of the sea they can't even say tunnel jesus christ and I don't know if I've been just dreaming Chinese style Don't know if I feel sane But it's something that I must believe in And it's there when I love out my name Dun, 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 dun The build up, oh the build up I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come Oh, 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 oh,